joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea, and I am super excited to be down this path and avenue again. We've been on this thing. We've been super excited and celebrating three years of doing this. Just the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study started as a plan, a seven-day Bible plan, and here we are. God has taken us to three years of just building and sharpening iron and truly learning what it means as servant leaders, how to serve and lead like Christ in our professions and especially in athletic sector. And so we're not, we're going to keep this thing going. I'm, I'm so blessed to be able to just meet individuals from all walks of life in the midst of just kind of, you know, sending tweets and social media here and there, stumbled upon, it, uh, upon this amazing servant leader that we have on today. We have servant leader Cal Rouse with us. He is the head women's basketball coach and this is a first time ever on the podcast, the head surf coach. So we definitely don't get into that um, at West Cliff University. And you all more like all servant leaders. When we chatted and I reached out and I asked, it was like, of course, right? Because that's what servant leaders do. They take exactly what the call and assignment is and they say, sure. So Kyle, I want to just tell you, thank you for your time. Time is that one thing that I just have to say thank you for, because once it's given, it cannot be given back as a precious gift. So I'm going to hush my mouth and let <laughs> them hear from you a little bit. Pass the torch to you to say hello to our listeners and we'll get this conversation started. Yeah, no, absolutely. And honestly, I mean, the time thing you bring up, you know, there's definitely things that are always worth the time. Like there's things that you do. And this is one of those things. So I appreciate you having me. Like, I think what you're doing here is fantastic. I know we just kind of talked about it, but. I mean, well, first, congrats on the three years, too. Thanks, uh, man. I appreciate that. That's huge. I mean, you know, but but no, I appreciate you. And like I said, you, you know, having this thing going has been a great way to start my mornings. I know we just talked about that, but having this podcast as a good way to like, even if it's just something I have on while I'm working, it's Amen. just a fantastic way to, you know, have have the Lord in your day and just have good people like in your in your ears, so to speak. That's it. But, that's it. Um, but no, honored to be here. Um, thankful for just everybody that might tune in. I mean, excited to just hopefully share something that maybe will, you know, touch you in a different way or speak to you differently or give you motivation or whatever it is. Anything positive is great. Uh, worst case, you know, maybe you learn something about college surfing at, the, at some point. <laughs> but, I love it. <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully there's something deeper in there for you besides just that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, just appreciate you doing what you do. Because again, going back to the time thing, you know, you having the little, little one, like this is, oh, this yeah. is definitely great work and it's stuff that I feel like needs to be, to be seen and be heard, you know, especially in this day and age. So um, appreciate you for having me and excited to see what happens today. <laughs> Likewise, man. Yeah. Well, it's on you. Sounds good. Um, well, I think, I mean, honestly, really just wanted to get started because we'll I want to really get 
into, you know, I know you talk about the fourth quarter and just, you know, things that are important, um, mm -hmm. just in all facets and all ways of how you live. But the biggest thing I wanted to start with that I kind of jotted down, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of people have, have heard this, especially being in like a leadership role, but is the, the Chinese bamboo tree metaphor. Um, just kind of wanted to start it there because it kind of spoke to me about, it's funny, it came to me last. I had everything I really wanted to talk about today straight. And then it was like, actually, this ties in to everything, you know, faith-wise, everything. Um, but but anyway, for those that don't know, the Chinese bamboo tree metaphor just talks about, well, it's not, I mean, it's a metaphor, but the truth about the Chinese bamboo tree is that it doesn't grow for five years. It takes five years for you to even see any kind of growth, any kind of action. Um, and what's crazy is after those five years, it can grow up to 80 feet in six weeks. Uh, so it's just, it, it kind of ties into what I was going to bring today, but, but think about that. Like, can you imagine like in your, you know, in your road of faith in your road of anything, work, business, you know, relationships, anything, can you imagine being in a situation where you don't see any kind of positive growth for five years? I mean, uh, it's just, especially in today's society, but and then take that question even further. Can you imagine if if God had you wait that long? I mean, mm, come on. What, what what would you do? You know, like what what are you? Where does that faith stand? How far is your limits? You know, like if you're sitting there watching this tree for five years and see nothing, a lot of people I feel like would abandon that thing. So I think it just shows a lot of things, and I think the keys for it are foundation. Clearly, obviously, in your faith, you have to have a a great foundation built and that comes with sometimes it comes with experience but ultimately it just comes with hope and faith really and that foundation can be set and i feel like that's part of again obviously for a chinese bamboo tree to figure its way out it needs to have a good foundation and then the next thing i had was consistency like mm -hmm. talking about your walk with god your walk with your faith are you consistent are mm -hmm. you are you challenging yourself but are you consistent in your beliefs are you consistent in what you are doing to make sure that your foundation doesn't get rocked right um i mean we're, we're dealing with a, a flood in our house well it, luckily it's not crazy now but our kitchen flooded so like talking about oh, what kind of like what kind of foundation do you have and is it rock solid you know we'll talk about a rock situation with david later but i think <laughs> like is it rock solid like is your foundation good um and then the other, the last two that I had were nourishment and faith. Mm. Nourishment. I mean, are you nourishing what you already have? Because if you have the foundation and you have, and you have all that, if you don't nourish it, it's not going to do anything for you. I was reading this article about the, the bamboo tree situation and it's like, that's great. It takes five years, but it also takes nourishment. If you don't, you can let it sit, but if you're not watering it, if you're not doing seeding, if you're not having the proper soil, all this stuff, it's not going to grow 80 feet in six weeks once that five-year span is done. So I think being able to nourish your faith uh, and just really, really practice it. I mean, as coaches, that's all we talk about and we preach, right? And we preach like, hey, you got you to gotta really, really get in deep with how good you want to be. And you got to really practice that daily. And that's the same thing with your faith. Same thing with your walk with God. You got to make sure that it's at the top of your priority list every single day. I mean, cause it's, you're yeah. going to get challenged, which we'll talk about that too. You're going to get challenged regardless of how strong your faith is. You're going to get challenged. So um, just want to talk. Yeah. Just kind of started with that. I mean, 
I feel like it ties in with, with everything. Um, I mean, and it kind of just to end the, this part with, I feel like even if you feel like you've done everything correctly, like with your walk with God and your faith and what you're trying to accomplish, you may not see results yet. I mean, again, with the five years, um, but the point I want to make with everything today is trusting the process. Mm-hmm. You got to trust the process. You have to live by faith and not sight. And then you have to learn through struggles and adversity. I mean, I feel like those three things are going to be the important pieces of just today, but in general, I mean, like I said, you're going to struggle. That's literally how everything is in the Bible. If you look at any kind of character, if you want to, you know, like I said, David will be the top of my list today, but you look at anybody, there was, there was struggle throughout anything that they were trying to do. Um, and it was that the faith and, you know, trying to trust the process and trust God's process that got them to where, you know, they ultimately got to be, but, um, so yeah, just to kind of, again, I love the fourth quarter connection. I think, you know, ultimately the three things that really caught my attention to try and like intertwine with that is again, trusting the process through the finish line. Cause when you say fourth quarter, you know, especially to a basketball coach, it's like, okay, like you're, this is it. This is go time. Like this is the finish. Um, but talking about trusting the process all the way through, um, because we know along the way it can get weary sometimes. And then again, living by faith, not by sight, you know, to me, you can go, you know, you can go to the scoreboard on that. Like, you know, scoreboard may not, <laughs> Come on. that sight may not be good, <laughs> but, you know, but you got to have faith because you never know. You never know what's in store for you. You never know what he has in store for you. Uh, and then that third one is just through struggle and adversity. You have to make sure you find the lessons because again, God's going to test you. And, you know, we'll talk about this shortly, but I feel like it's a blessing to be tested. Like, mm, come you know, on. I mean, you have to understand that, like, if he trusts you, and again, we'll talk about this with David, you know, when he was anointing him king and taking it back and then giving it back, all those things, like, you have to be able to understand that there's lessons in that. Otherwise, you're not going to learn anything from it. Um, and anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. But I think, you know, uh, I'm going to pause before- just for a second, because that thing, yeah. right, and if you hear Hendrix, sorry, maybe she heard what you Don't said, <laughs> and she thought it was profound, too, right? I remember this, it's a blessing to be tested, and this, this pierced me, and I love how God works, because I promise you, this start, this, I do my devotionals and things like that, and when God speaks to me about things that I share with you all on a daily, in my little yeah. moments in the morning, I was thinking about, um, we, uh, this year, I told you, I was telling Kyle before we got on and those of you all that know me, we had a injury bug bite. Oh, it was like huge all throughout the team. It just swept through, right? Everyone was injured. We ended up dismantling JV and putting all the ninth graders on varsity and all this thing. So we're sometimes like, okay, who do we put in this spot? Who do we put in this spot, right? And as coaches, you try to figure it out. So you throw mm-hmm. them in there, right? And then we do these in-game situations like, all right, let's put her there and let's put her on the free throw line. And then I never forget one of them asked like, why me? Why are y'all putting me on there? Oh my gosh. And it's amazing. And it's like, don't you understand that even though you feel like you've been put on a spot and you feel like we keep mm-hmm. changing you and moving you and this is too much and this is hard to bear that we're actually doing this because we see something in you. We're actually doing this because we know that we're actually putting your feet to the fire and it's going to come out as gold when, when the real scoreboard is up there and we need that, need you to sink that free throw. And so when you said, 
said that it, it, it was a commonality and it was a way that God merges those real world situations to our lives and to mm-hmm. speak into our athletes that it is a blessing to be, you know, tried, right? Because mm-hmm. trials work with patience and patience work with hope. That's what it says in the word. And so yep. when we can do those things and just let him do them, like yep. you much said, we just got to find a blessing in those struggles. So I just had to say that, man, do your thing. That was, that was no, amazing. I, I appreciate <laughs> it. And yeah, no, but it's, it's the truth. I feel like otherwise you're stagnant, you know, like if you're not getting tested, what are we doing? You know, you're not bettering yourself. So I think I love that though. Cause it's the truth. Like yeah. you can literally put that in any in any life situation, you can probably find where that would fit, but mm-hmm. it's perfect for sports as we, as we know, sports definitely has a, a funny way of lining up with life and faith and all that stuff. But, but it actually, it's a perfect transition. I actually, so at church yesterday, this, this kind of spoke to me yesterday. I wanted to share it because it kind of talks about the, the process, but um, he said, I cannot promise you it'll be easy to follow me, but I promise it will be worth it. I mean, I think that's, uh, there's not a whole lot of things that really say, all right, that's it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of, to me, really leads into exactly what I was trying to get across is like, it's not supposed to be easy. You know, I mean, it, it's not supposed to be, you, you look again, go back to anybody in the Bible, as far as their story. What, was it easy? Absolutely not. Was it easy for Jesus? Absolutely not. Like all those things, it's not supposed to be. Otherwise the, the ending result is not going to be as worth it. Um, you know, as we and as we say to our players sometimes, like it's supposed to be difficult because anything worth doing should be difficult. Like this is like you said with your teams and with you know we were talking about recruiting and you know figuring out those things and it's like it's not supposed to be easy. And then the second thing that kind of struck me was you got to be where your feet are and you got to give it all to him. And I think you know I got to shout out one of our players because she wants one of these to be our motto this year which is be where your feet are so I'm taking that from her but the give it all to him piece I think can go hand in hand with that because you can't control what's about to happen to you next so you got to give it to him because all you can really do is do exactly what God wants you to do in the moment that you're in it like and that's the bottom line like the rest of that stuff he'll take care of it Um, but I think as you mentioned before we got on, everyone's just in such a hurry to go somewhere else. But the beautiful thing about like faith and understanding and trusting the process is he literally has you exactly where you're supposed to be right now. And like, I don't think it can get much better than that because you, you're exactly where God wants you to be. So I just wanted to start it with that, those two things, and just really make sure we're on, you know, talking about the the process and just, again, just trusting, trusting where you're supposed to be. But um, I think, you know, I'm going to kind of go into to David a little bit and just really talk about his process. Um, and I think, again, you could, and I'm sure you, I mean, I know that, you know, like a lot of different scenarios. And I think, uh, you know, there's definitely a lot of possibilities in the Bible we could go to, but I think David definitely like spoke to me a little bit as far as really trying to get I guess the point across about struggles about still getting you know getting to where you thought you were going to be with God even through potential darkness and stuff that really maybe at one point or another thought that you weren't going to make it through so just wanted to get into that but um, I think you know really I don't want to you know go on too many tangents because I'll talk forever but uh, I think with David where I wanted to really start is in the Psalms, like, 
I think there's so much that come out of that. Um, and I think, you know, the biggest thing that I'll start with is I already kind of mentioned it, but let's not forget that, you know, God identified it that the throne as David, that's going to be his destiny, but don't forget that he pulled it back how many times and for how many years, mm-hmm. you know? And like the thing I wanted that I really struck me there was, again, it's all about the timing and it's all about the process. Like just because you think you're ready for something doesn't mean he's ready for it. doesn't mean okay. it, it's that time. Uh, and again, it goes back to that. If it was easy enough to have greatness, you know, in David's case, everyone would be able to do it. I mean, uh, his brother would be able to do it. Right. So, I mean, you know, there's so many things that just, it makes sense. And to me, this is why, you know, we talk about servant leadership. This is why, to me, what makes David the ultimate servant leader, you know, I I believe because he went through so many things just to make sure that he was doing everything right by by God. So I think, uh, you know, I kind of want to start there with with Psalm 18. And, you know, I think what's crazy about that one is talk about what the title is. I mean, it starts with what it starts with a chief musician, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the chief musician? Obviously our leader, fearless leader. Um, and mm-hmm. I think I love the fact that that is the, I guess, not defining moment of that particular Psalm, but I think it really just tells the story like mm-hmm. of what David needed to make sure that he focused his, his actions on focus, his life on focus, everything that he needed to do was literally for quote, the chief musician. Um, what's crazy to me, and I honestly, I didn't know this until, until I was really looking deeper uh, in it, but it's, what is it? I think it's the third, no, is it the third? I think there's three Psalms that are actually longer than this one, but it's, I think it's still, I think it's like the fourth longest Psalm in the Bible, but I believe it, it needed to be, you know, cause it was really trying to, I guess, cover so many different things and show so many different um, struggles and triumphs and everything through, through what David had to, to go through. Um, and I think it's just so important to, to make sure, like, so if I had to, I guess, throw out there to anybody, I would definitely take a look at, at Psalm 18 um, just because of that. It talks about his enemies. You know, it talks about, um, you know, the enthronement, the dethronement, the, you know, just again, people wanting him essentially to, to fail. And, you know, I think in life that happens so often. I mean, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, not, not saying not everybody's professions like ours, but I feel like in, in any kind of coaching or anything like that, there are a lot of, I feel like the same type of people that David went against as far as people that do want you to fail. Like mm-hmm. maybe somebody's jealous they they want to be in your spot or you know maybe they think they can do it better than you or you know who knows it it doesn't matter but i feel like this is another reason why i like this so much is it really i feel like ties into to our profession of of being leaders um because it does show the significance of what essentially david had to do to not not earn god's trust because i think he had god's trust but i think to earn essentially the role that god wanted to give him it just wasn't done maybe in the same time frame that he was hoping for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, to go through it a little bit, I mean, I think, uh, where was I here? I'm trying to find my, my thing, but, um, 
Oh, this was, no, that's right. This is one of the points I really wanted to talk about was God knew that some things needed to happen in David's life before he could be king. And I think, mm -hmm. again, it goes back to what we said earlier about you may think you're ready for something. I mean, you may say, oh, I got all the tools, man. I've done, I've checked all these boxes. I'm ready. But you're not ready. I mean, and you got to trust again that he knows when you're going to be ready. Um, and I think, you know, likewise, it says there's some things that need to happen in our lives before we can step into what God has for us. And I think that's the ultimate thing to really remind ourselves sometimes when you're maybe getting impatient, you know, maybe like, dang, like this should have happened by now, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's something to really remind ourselves is that, look, it's okay that it's not happening right now in your timeline. doesn't mean it's never going to happen. doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Right. It just means it's not the time yet. And, you know, again, going back to trusting the process that we had, you know, on the, on the beginning of it, this is, that's the ultimate way to trust the process is even if you, for example, there was not going to lie. There was one of those circumstances for me in coaching, uh, gosh, like 14, 14, I don't know, 12, 14 years ago, something like that. I was going for a job and I literally, and kind of thinking the exact same way of what I just said, like I checked off this box, this box. I know that I did this. I have these tools and I didn't get it. And I remember like very vividly just thinking kind of exactly, I'm sure what David thought about no, numerous times throughout his process of like, dang, what else do I need to, to do? Like, what else am I missing that I need to do so that God trusts me or so that in this case, so that this person can give me the job, you know? Right. And it, but what's crazy is, and I know we hear this and it's probably cliche at this point, but on the other side of adversity is always, is always great. Oh, Anytime yeah. you, you're about to get hit with adversity or you are getting hit, just wait. Like he's got something planned for you. It's about to happen. And that's kind of what honestly got me into, in, into women's basketball. That was, I was still in, in men's basketball at the time. And the best blessing that I've ever gotten was making a switch from men's basketball to women's basketball. And honestly, it was that, it was that moment too, when we, when I didn't get a job that I thought I was going to get. And I, it's, it's a, it's a really cool way to see God's work just right in your face. Like you could just tell that he was thinking, yeah, you're not ready for that, but I got something better for you. And I think people need to understand that. Um, and it's going to be, it's just an important piece of our faith. You, you got to know that he's got something planned for you. You just got to trust it. Um, and I think I'll go, you know, I think the biggest thing to end with trusting the process is the question is, will you allow the waiting to develop or are you going to allow the waiting to embitter you? Mm. I mean, it's going to be key. And I think that will literally make or break you, not just your faith, but just that'll make or break what you're going to do ultimately with God's path. Uh, and I think that's just super important, but just to go on to the, the next part I had was, you know, I mentioned the living by faith, not by sight. You know, second Corinthians says for, you know, for we walk by faith, not by sight, yet we are confident and satisfied to be out of the body and at home with the Lord. And I think, again, the reason why I picked these three things, trust the process, living by faith, not by sight, I feel like they go hand in hand mm -hmm. as far as being able to be, I mean, successful is the wrong, wrong word, but just to be able to walk the right path. Uh, with our leader, you know, um, and I, 
I had to add this quote because it's one of my favorite Martin Luther King's quote, King quotes, but it's, it's faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Um, and I feel yeah. like that kind of hits the entire thing home. It's like, look, that's what we're essentially doing um, with, with God. Like you, you have to take the step. I mean, if he's showing you a small amount of the path, you at least got to take the step because you don't know where the path is going, but he does. And you just got to trust that he's taking you to the right place because that will always be the case. Um, but to me, it comes down to this, like you have to keep moving even if you don't know where you're going. And, you know, to tie it into, you know, stuff that we're all aware of now is the dang Apple Maps or Waze or, you know, whatever, whatever you use, you know. But it's like that when, when you put it in, I feel like maybe it's not just my phone, but when you put it in navigation mode, it doesn't show you everything. It shows you maybe that next thing. That's it. It doesn't that's show you the destination. It doesn't show you, oh yeah, after this, you're going to turn right. Then you're going to turn left. Then you're going to go two miles and turn right. It doesn't show you that. And I feel like that's a like an interesting way of looking at it, that, that. This is exactly what God's doing to us. Those steps are already there. He knows exactly what step's going to be next. He knows exactly where you need to be next, but you don't mm -hmm. need to know that yet. And right. it kind of goes back to being where your feet are again. Like just, just be there. You know exactly what your step is right now. And you just got to be confident in, in doing what that is before God gives you the next thing. Cause it's just not time yet. Um, and then, you know, I think as we look, well, this is again, second Corinthians, but as we look not to the things that are seen, but to Come the things on. that are unseen. Or the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. That's and my favorite. You like that one? That's a good That's one. That's my that. favorite, Kyle. But it's the truth, right? Like, I mean, when you think about it, it's it's it hits it right on point. Mm -hmm. It hits it right on point. What are we looking for? We're looking for eternal life with our Savior. Like not not earthly things as as it says all over the Bible, but you know, this one hits home for sure. And the last thing I had on this one was just from Romans. It talks about like, essentially don't worry about where you think you're going because as it says in Romans 8, 20, orchestrate everything to work towards something good and beautiful. Like he will do that. It will be beautiful and it will be exactly what you expected. Maybe you didn't expect it, but it'll be exactly what you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I think as far as servant leaders go, even the people we coach or the people we lead, there's sometimes a lot of, um, I don't know, what's the right word? Sometimes a lot of uncertainty and like, well, maybe I should be over here. Or, you know, we hear this a lot on other, on other, um, you know, not just podcasts, but just in general, like listening to other coaches. It's like everybody wants to be going somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks, well, maybe I should be, you know, instead of here, maybe I should be here or, Dang, that looks better. Like we were saying before we got on, the grass is always right. greener or quote, always greener. But, uh, you know, I think that's just a great way. And it, again, that's just part of the living by faith, not by sight. Don't worry about over here. You know, don't worry about over here. Just live by faith. He's got you. He's going mm -hmm. to take you where you're supposed to go. I mean, and you can't speed up the process. You can't speed up the process with your faith. You can't speed up the process with your life, your job, whatever. I mean. And I think that was really, you know, I know we talked about having kids, but I think that was really evident when we, when we had kids and you know, mm -hmm. we have two girls and I think that can really uh, slow you down or mm -hmm. speed you up or all of the above. But Correct. 
it essentially just makes you understand of how to at least be better at being in the moment. Like I still got to work on that a lot as, as you probably, you know, you have the same thing that, you know, always doing other things and you have coaching to do. You have other quote kids that you got to take care of too. Right. It's a, it's a lot. Um, but ultimately, like I said, I feel like living by faith, not by sight, just though we may not see God working right now, mm-hmm. you have to trust and believe that he's preparing you for blessings and relief from what we're facing somewhere down the road. Again, may not be tomorrow, may not be next week, but just because, and again, this kind of ties back to the Chinese bamboo tree, just because you don't see something happening, you know, doesn't mean God's not at work. Like that has to be at your forefront of your faith because he's always working. I mean, same thing goes for us. I, I feel like that ties into coaching. You know, it's like, Oh, well, you didn't have a game today. Like, you don't, you don't have practice, right? So are you even working? Like, yeah, we're working. It just, you're not seeing it, you know? So it's the same thing. I mean, he's always working. And he's always looking for our best interests, even when you're not sure where he's at. Um, so just, yeah, had to bring, bring that piece up. And then I wanted to end with, well, on that part, our Dean of Athletics here loves the, the saying of, you know, sometimes you have to trust me without all the details, which... Mm. Obviously, we totally get there are certain things, you know, we're not privy to or we don't need to be, you know, allowed to hear. But I feel like that goes without saying the same thing. Again, he's working even when we're not sure what that end result's going to be or even if we don't see it happening. Uh, and that's just, again, goes back to just having faith and being faithful to the, to the process and just being faithful to your, your trust and your faith in God, too. Um, and then again, just want to end with the lessons and, and the struggle. I mean, again, this goes back to David wanting to come back back here, but ultimately it's it's not just about the adversity that you're going to face. It's what the adversity is trying to teach you. That's important. Uh, you know, don't forget that God doesn't blindly put you through trials or put you through adversity or drag you through the dark, whatever, whatever it is. That's not just blindly happening. Um, you know, he puts you there to, to help you grow, to help you, you know, learn something about yourself maybe, or maybe learn something about him. I mean, again, go back to David who I, you know, I I know I keep going back to, but it's the same thing. I mean, how many different, when you look at it, when you're reading whatever, whichever, I mean, again, like I said, Psalms, I, I love Psalms, but when you're reading anything, how many things does David have to go through before he finally gets to, to get to the point that, you know, we all know him as, I mean, uh, too much. Like, I, I don't know. I can't, can't complain, but I think there's no way I would have made it through that, <laughs> you know, but I think you have to remember that the, the adversity that, that God's going to put you through ultimately is going to teach you lessons. And, you know, the lessons that I think David took through his struggles, like one is the reliance on God for help. David knew there wasn't anyone else to go to but God and he wasn't ashamed of it he wasn't he didn't he wasn't nervous about it he didn't he didn't care like he you know he wasn't even really overwhelmed by his circumstances it was it honestly the way that I look at some of it it was like he looked at his problems and some of the stuff that he got and he's like so what I have God you know and I I like that one because it's like I feel like I could put that on a t-shirt but yeah so what I have God behind me you know, and I think that was one thing he definitely learned and a lesson that comes from that. Um, another lesson I feel like he learned was 
patience as we all I feel like we all can always use more yes. of that uh, <laughs> I know I can I know I can I mean um but I think you know I think that in this case like in Psalms 27 14 it just talks about you know being courageous but and but wait for the Lord let your heart be strong and, you know, and ultimately that's uh if I remember correctly that's why he's essentially chosen because his heart was stronger and you know I think that's the thing you have to have that and you have to be courageous in your waiting like everybody can be courageous but not a lot of people can be courageous for a long period of time so being patient and being able to stick through what you're set again is kind of stealing from Inky Johnson but staying true to what you said you were going to do long right. after the mood you said it in has left and like it's exactly what David had to do. How, how much do you want this? Like, how bad do you want it? You got to stay patient. And then I think he also like lesson of just learn to be mindful of God's will. You know, um, I think, you know, and I love huge fan of Corey Close, love, love Corey Close. And I listened to that one recently and it's, and she said it perfectly. She said, and, and you know, I'm kind of taking some of her words, but not, but she essentially said, there's no reason to see what God will is. God's will is for you and then try and go another direction. That's it. I mean, she talked, yeah, she talked about that, how, how she starts her day, you know, like, okay, show me your will today. And I think she even made a joke about I'll try not to go a different yeah. direction. I'm afraid not but, to take it back. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and it's it's the truth. You got to be mindful of what his will is, you know, because there's a reason for that. And then just the lesson to maintain resolve and stay determined. You know, Psalm 71 14 says, but I'll hope continually and, and will praise you yet more and more. And I think, you know, that's something he just, David, in that case, continued to do. Um, you know, again, he had no, there was no uh, hesitancy. There was no, you know, lack of determination. Like he always, always goes back to his reliance on, on God. And then lastly, just, I think this is a big one, especially for us, you know, using the Bible as far as like our teachings, but just having encouragement from the past, mm, you know, come on. Says Psalms one forty three five says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the works of your hands. Anything you need, you can pretty much go find encouragement from the past. Like what has he done? He's done a lot. I mean, and there's so many things that we can do with that to just help us on our past. And, you know, link us up to whatever the future has for us. But I think to me, that's a, a, a decent way to at least end that portion. I mean, I think just having that encouragement, knowing through David and through whoever you want to call upon, but through that you have reliance on God for help, no matter what you're going through. You know, we talked about going through adversity and struggles, but I think just going back to what we said in the beginning, you have to essentially bring on those struggles you have to say you know god thank you for for challenging me on this because i know ultimately it's going to make me better it may be a real pain in the mid in the meantime mm -hmm. but ultimately he's going to make you better for it you just have to trust it and that's you know to me that's exactly what i was trying to get across today was you just have to trust the process and you have to understand that again won't he do it won't he do it? He's going to do it. You just have That's to trust. Yeah. That's so good, Kyle. Oh my <laughs> God, coach. That is so phenomenal. And I'm going to tell you, 
there's so many angles. I'm on two pages and pages of notes here, just FYI. No, there's so many angles, right, with this. And, and and I love how God shows his hand. And and if you just pray and allow him to take, you know, the wheel in the day, like uh certainly record close is, and we not try to take it back, he mm. shows himself and this morning, um, you know, my motivational Monday that he kind of spoke to me in, in obedience, I shared, I spoke about how often, you know, you lose your keys, right? And this is a testament to what you're saying, encouragement from the past. You lose your keys. I always lose one AirPod, right? Now I both use one of them, um, you know, my wallet. And it always happens when we're rushing and trying to get out of the house or trying to go somewhere, whatever. And it's like, where did I put it? And you get mad because it was the first thing people say. Well, where's the last yeah. place you had it? Like, I don't know. If I knew that, it would not be lost, right? You know, and in that moment, I, I laugh because I'm like, God, I hear you. But that's the same thing we do as Christians, as Christ followers, right? When adversity comes, when struggles come, as you mentioned, as, you know, we get sick or we don't get that job or we lose our job, whatever the case may be, these things begin to happen and we forget the past, we forget mm-hmm. what he was able to do. We forget yep. that, you know, one way or the other, God was able to do the things that he did in the past. So yep. then we go from, I lost my keys. Okay, well, go back to the last place you had them. All right, I'm sick. The doctor said I have this. Okay, well, weren't you sick before? <laughs> Didn't yep. he heal you and make you well? go back to the last place you found him. And so that encouragement from the past is amazing because the same God, there's a song that says, um, uh, uh, same God right now is same God back then. He didn't mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope. If he did it before, yeah. he can do it again. Same yep. God right now, same God back then. And It's just and, funny, and I thought like we had short-term memory loss though. Like, Oh yeah. You know, like it's oh yeah. Just, oh shoot, I forgot that did happen. Oh, but he did. Oh, he did heal me. Forgot about that. Right. <laughs> you gotta get, you know, and like, honestly, that's why I have uh, the Psalm on our, on my background. We have it like in our house all over, but just be still, you know, like oh. that's, I feel like that goes back to what you're saying though. Like, because you yeah. forget, oh yeah, last week I forgot he did whatever, figure it out for me, but I forget now. So I, sometimes you got to slow down and just be still like, you know, like we say, but it's the that's truth though. Golden. That is golden to the T. And but I think here's the thing though, coach. When we're moving and shaking, and you mentioned this earlier because you have two, um, two littles, and <laughs> we're moving, and then your husband and your coach and your servant leader. I mean, come on, the plate is full, right? And we move when we move and we go and we go. And so we, even though we know to be still, right? That doesn't yep. often happen. And so it's noise, right? You know, I've gotten to the place and people joke all the time and say, why, when you're looking for a destination, you mentioned GPS, you got to turn the music (laughs) down. It's like, it just throws off your focus, right? But honestly, if we're thinking about that and shout out to servant leader, um, Dennis McNulty, he was talking about this, turning your ear to the frequency of Christ. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm telling, if you didn't listen to that episode, I go do that one in the morning. Okay. And then text me. And so, but he talked about that. And it's amazing because in our everyday lives, when we're moving, so often we miss. And so I'm trying to hear from God. God, oh, I prayed and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And it's like, yeah, but we have all this background noise around us. We, We aren't still, 
right? And so it's like, well, I'm trying to talk to you, but Mm -hmm. you can't hear me because your ears are not on the frequency of what I'm trying to speak to you about. I like that a lot, the frequency, because it's true. Like like you said, even outside of coaching, but how many times do you just, your priorities change throughout the day? Mm -hmm. And like, it just takes you away from, like you said, what maybe, maybe even the mindset that you set in the morning, because I know I'm sure a lot of the listeners too, and coaches in general use the morning for that. You got to set the tone for the day. Like, what what am I doing? It's easy for the day to kind of slap you in the face and and redirect you. But, but like you said, the frequency that you put your ear to is is key. I love that. Yeah. I'm gonna have to listen to that one. (laughs) I'm telling you now, I'm telling you, he will send you, he's actually on there. I think he has three or four um, episodes so that kind of lets you know you know he is definitely a a favorite he's definitely one that the lord calls upon a lot especially when we come around these uh year anniversaries and you know celebratory times and revivals oh yeah and and i think because he you know when you spoke earlier about the grass is not being greener and you spoke about basically making sure that we can hear him and be faithful even though you know we may feel it's time to leave it's time to go and it's like no not yet like you Mm -hmm. may feel that it's time and you're ready but you're not you know and sometimes when we do take those moves and shout out to servant leader cabral huff he speaks about that in one of his episodes it's amazing that we hear these and then years later we watch God at work. And he spoke about how Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you. But Cabral Huff spoke about, hey, you know, I took these jobs without consulting him and having my ear to the frequency Mm -hmm. of Christ. But you know what happens? He gave me grace and favor of the all things work together because even though it was me moving without Mm -hmm. consultation. It was me, 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 me. God still showed his hand of mercy in these moves. And when I learned to let him lead, I didn't trust the path he was taking. I couldn't see it. So we fixed our eyes, not on what is seen, but what is unseen. And he he was just named the new men's basketball coach at Edward Waters College in Jacksonville. Nice. And so just to watch how God orchestrates and moves when we allow him to right? It's a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a very beautiful thing. It's, it's not always easy. Not saying that y'all, that's not what me and coach saying, but it's a beautiful thing when you watch him at work and allow the one that truly knows where we're supposed to be and we're ready for it to go, to to go and bless us. And the crazy thing is look, being able to look afterwards and Mm -hmm. see exactly what happened. Cause I feel like, especially in coaching, it's easy for us to tell some of our athletes, Trust me, like this, this will work. I've seen it happen. Like yeah. I, we've been through it, ABC, whatever, but it's sometimes hard for them to trust and I get it. But man, when you can turn around and like, look and see, oh my gosh, that's exactly why that happened. It's so, so beautiful to see, because mm-hmm. like you said, sometimes you can get in the middle and not really see what's happening and you miss it. That's it. But man, when you, when you can see it from, from a different, I guess, quote, telescope, afterwards it's just a beautiful thing to see because it's exactly where you're supposed to be it's gorgeous and you know and talking with you i pulled up um something that i was reading a couple weeks back it always makes itself full circle like i'll look and i'm like why am i reading this but okay 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 i hear you i know it's for (laughs) something right and it basically broke down it was a reading and it broke down um it started talking about of course the 
uh, story of Daniel, your boy that you mentioned of his day, but um, it breaks down the three stages of the Christian's faith, right? And it says the first one, which we all find ourselves in, okay? Our God is able, okay? We know he's able. We know what the word says. We know the different accounts that he did. And we know what my mama said he was. And we know, you know, that that's where we are, right? And we're in that place when things are good, right? We're in that place when, you know, my life is, you know, I have what I want. I have what I need. Yep. I'm happy, right? And then we move to a stage when we say our God will, Right. So now maybe in a moment of waiting, I may not be exactly where I want to be, mm-hmm. but I know he he will. I know he'll do it. Right. I know he can. I'm just kind of in waiting. Right. I'm fixing my eyes yep. on the unseen. Right. And so I yep. know that this is temporal. So I'm just going to sit here and trust for I know Jeremiah 29 11. He has the plans for me and I'm going to sit and, and watch it at yep. work. Right. But that third stage of the Christian faith, it, it truly does come with maturation, right? And as the word says, you know, he despises when we continue to, as my pastor would always say, still being on milk, right? Having the faith of a baby, right? As mm-hmm. as we've been in this. And it's the, the, the third portion is, but if not. The Christian faith of, but if not. Mm-hmm. And I say right there for a minute, and this is why I had to bring it back up because that thing yes. pierced me. You know, you read sometimes you're like, ooh, okay, that's yep, why you I came for me. me. Yep. Uh-huh. I read uh-huh. one and two and I'm like, okay, God, why you took me here? And then when right. I got to three, it was like, oh, now you see, because, but if not. So much like what you said, a lot of times the way that God intends to bless us, it doesn't look at like what we plan. Yep. A lot of times, our radar. When, there you go, come yep. on. And as yep. my pastor would say, he would say all the time, he said, you know, uh, man makes arrangements. God makes plans. He said, yep. you can arrange, do all these things you want to write it in your planner, but God makes the plan. And so we have to get to a place as servant leaders and as Christ followers, that yep. if legitimately we can stand here and say, I don't know what the blessing looks like. Here it is. I don't even know how long it's going to take me to get there and hear your answer. And here's right. the other part and the hugest part. The way you answer me just may not be in the way and the form that I intended when I asked. Right. Exactly. No, but that's if key. Not. I love that. Dang, that's, I'm sure, hey, like you said, there's a reason you come back to that, but that's, that hits for sure. Because I mean, it, it changes. It changes often, but it's all for the right reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they speak a lot about um, in these times, and we talk about the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, you know, people speak in prosperity gospel, and there's nothing wrong with that. It isn't right because honestly, prosperity gospel is the truth as well. But but what that does though, we have to also understand that sometimes the gospel also makes us say ouch, and that but yeah. if not, it yeah. makes us say ouch. Sometimes it's like telling your child no. Nope. I know, I know, you know, Hendrix, I told you about this when we we're getting on, like mm-hmm. that no. And, yep. and she she knows what no means now, right? And so no is not going to be followed with the same smile and little giggle as <laughs> yes or granting, right? And we do the same thing as his children. He says no, or he says wait. And what do we do? We pout. The yep. woe is me spirit, right? But we get, if we get to that place, but but if not... I know I love that so much because yeah, there's there's some great stuff on that. And I know Inky Johnson has a video about that too. But when God says no, 
I mean, mm-hmm. and that's one of the, that's one of the best things I think I've, I've heard. And like, I love the, but if not, because it's, they both kind of go hand in hand, but it's the truth. What are you going to do when God says no? Like you said, like our kids, what are they, what's their, obviously their response is going to be a lot different right now being, being little kids, but it's okay that God says no, and you just have to be mm-hmm. okay with it. Oh yeah. And it says like, I circled this at the end. It says in a nutshell, you have to understand as Christians, the faith in God is believing that he can expecting that he will but still trust in him even yep. if he doesn't yep. even if he does but here's the thing coach and this is a this is a testimony all by itself some of my greatest blessings was him telling me no yep i mean 100 percent. it's huge because sometimes you don't know what you need no he knows what you need we swear we know though coach oh of course absolutely i still i still think i know but (laughs) (laughs) you're not alone doesn't mean it's not right you know but it's the truth the same story i told you about the job that i thought for sure i should get and that was going to be on my way yeah that was literally the greatest no that i think i've had to date i mean because it put me exactly where i'm at now to be honest that's so awesome you know as we start to kind of round this thing to its end before we do though this is the fourth quarter we've been talking about that guys if you're tapping in new you just kind of bring you in if you are a sports fanatic if you're a coach you played anything I don't care if you just sit at the restaurant and want to watch it you have a favorite player you know that the fourth quarter is like is I don't care what you did the first three quarters doesn't matter right the fourth quarter is just where it truly hits the fan like it, it's it's go time you're gonna play your most faithful servants the ones that you know did the work right in practice you're gonna have your best production you're gonna be on your best p's and q's with coaching you pulling everything out of the pocket right the gym is crazy or the field is crazy insert your sport whatever the atmosphere is but you know you're tired you're hanging down on your knees you may be bloody you may be scarred up right? From the first three quarters, your uniform is not pressed anymore, right? And may have grass stains or sweaty, maybe untucked, whatever the case may be. I'm trying to get you to understand the translation to where we are now as believers, right? In this world, when all around us, what we see is just things that's like, ooh, what in the world is going on with our government? What is going on in our schools? What is going on with our world? Racial and social injustices, all of these things. But if you know your word, you also recognize that this is not new. There's nothing new under the sun. And so this fourth quarter has just been kind of given and what we've been studying and talking to servant leaders about to get us as those Christian D1 athletes, right? Those Christian recruits by God to recognize that it is now more than ever important that we are standing firm, that we are recognizing, but if not, that we are being still, as a servant leader, Cal said today, Ralph said today, as we're doing all these things. So in this fourth quarter coach, and I've been winding this up in this same way the past month and a half, Mm -hmm. I want you to just take a minute to speak to those servant leaders, to those coaches, those ADs, those leaders, those teachers, Whatever the case may be, servant leader all evolved in one that is just truly in this stance of trying to recognize 
what is my position here in this fourth quarter? Where where am I? What am what what role should I be playing? What would you say to that servant leader today? I mean, honestly, to just off the top, the, a quote that comes to mind is don't forget that you are supposed to do what's right, even when it's not the most popular. Mm-hmm. Like you have the tools right here. It, it's in it's in the Bible, it's in the word. You have the tools and you know what's right. And I think that's really what's what you to to go to what you just said. That's what's a lot wrong with what's happening nowadays. Is I feel like leaders, servant leaders are sometimes maybe hesitant or afraid to do what's right, knowing that it is very unpopular. Um, and I think that would be a big piece of advice, like stand strong, like you just mentioned, um, stand strong in your faith, stand strong in your leadership capabilities. Because again, if you're put in a servant leadership role, as we've talked about this whole time, pretty much, there's a reason for that to be there. Like he mm-hmm. put you there for a reason, knowing that you can handle it, knowing that you had the training, knowing that you have what it takes to, to be a servant leader. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately that's what I would say is you, you need to just, and oh, and it really goes back to what I said earlier about just being where your feet are. You're supposed to be there. Don't worry about what's, what could be different, what you should be doing, what you could be doing, but be where your feet are and really, really strive to, to make the right decision, you know, based off of your knowledge of the word and your, your walk with, with God, like honestly, and ask for, you know, I think it, you can never ask for help enough you know Mm -hmm. as we talked about in scripture like always go back to him Um, Mm -hmm. but I think to go off of what you said I think we all have very difficult uh, not jobs but just difficult responsibilities Mm -hmm. this day and age as you said with all with everything social injustice with government with whatever you can like you said you can lift unfortunately there's a long list Mm -hmm. Um, but as long as we stay faithful come on it doesn't matter as long as you stay faithful, it will all work out. Like you will, you will end up exactly where you where you're supposed to be with him. And that's really the end of the day. That's all we can ask for. And like, just to one of my mentors said it like this. And, you know, he said at the end of the day, if you can lay your head on your pillow, knowing that you did everything right by, Mm -hmm. by God and what you are supposed to do in your position Mm -hmm. as whatever coach, father, mother parent whatever as long as you did that you did your job and i think that's what everybody should be doing everybody thinks that they got to do so much stuff but in reality just stay the course and stay faithful i love that that's so perfect right and i was sitting here flipping i hope i wasn't flipping too loud (laughs) but it went i'm telling you it's almost like you all legitimately are chapters that God has written before you even came on because I promise you, you all are like interwoven with each other. And uh, servant leader Charles Utter was on the other day. Yeah, he I said something one. so profound, right? You all bring such a different spin every time and I'm loving it. But it's always something, right? A lot of times it's some things, but it's always one that just kind of sticks from each conversation. And he said, God is the person that heals me. But then he layered it and he said, but through the Holy Spirit, he helps me to see exactly what needs to be healed. And that thing, it just took me because I've been listening. I love um, Lisa Harper. 
um, Back Porch Theology. And she actually on her, it comes Monday, every Monday, if you're a podcast listener, it pops on. So I charge you, take that down a little easy plug for her. Cause I promise you, you're going to, you're going to love it. Right. But one of the things that she, they spoke about today, she has a segment, me and my prof, and it's a professor when she was in theology um, school and he breaks things down a little bit deeper. But what he said in that moment, they were giving testimonies. I'm not going to give it away so you can listen to it. But it just, it touched me because it was speaking much like this, that having the faith in the midst of our struggle, right? Having the faith when we're enduring. I tell people all the time, we all can speak about those mountaintop moments, right? The glory moments, right? When we're winning, right? When we're up, shout from rooftop, I've got this. I'm, I'm in the right job. I'm making this amount of money. I'm doing it. Check me out. But then when we get in those valley moments, those are the moments where, it truly does become a space where that's when faith really does come in. That's when prayer really does come in. That's when the true you really comes out. Deion Sanders says that all the time. He's like, I want to see you in practice. Mm -hmm. He said, because when I see you in practice, I see who you really are. I want to see you at home because as you really are, when we struggle, that's truly the heart posture that I want to work on for me because that's who I really am. Yep. That's the but if not faith of the Christian in the valley moments, right? And they speak about just having the faith and praying and knowing that sometimes the healing we're praying for, the answer that we think God should be given, yep. it's like, no, that's not exactly what you're needing in this fourth quarter yep. to actually be healed. Boo, you haven't even scratched the surface. <laughs> yep. Right. So let yep. me come and do a work in you. And I need you to trust that work. Yeah. And if, yep. if, if I tell my students all the time, can you just let me do this? Because I know I know what you actually need. Well, no, we're mm-hmm. not on that. No, I understand that. But you need the background knowledge. Yep. You need the checkpoint before you can come to this place. And sometimes God has to go back a little bit and pull back some layers before he can go ahead and bestow upon us the, the true healing that we need. And so yeah. I think that is so amazing that you've laid that there. And above all, I just believe in this fourth quarter that as servant leaders, we have to truly be one, those that are, as you mentioned earlier, being able to be courageous in our struggles, be courageous yeah. while we're waiting, right? But also have the faith and know that, you know, we're fixing our eyes on the unseen. Yep. <sighs> so to. good. <laughs> that's so good man i feel like i talked to you forever man it's gold i would love it you know that love it we're gonna like say said, lots and loaded for sure this is what's needed for sure it's for everybody for sure man so, as we close up i gotta just let you know man i thank you i appreciate you i'm, I'm always i feel like i told somebody this other day i feel like the blessing right people are like what do you get out of this i'm like the blessing in, in my obedience is not that i get the true privilege of moving God's agenda in this. But my obedience allows me to have the best professional development, spiritual and iron sharpened iron segments with people like you every day. Like, are you kidding me? Awesome. I I I laugh because I'm like, God, folks, do you know folks will pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars to sit and talk to these people. And here you are creating a space where we can sharpen one another's iron and I get to learn and grow and be sharpened by people of the likes of you. That truly is a blessing. So I thank you because I can only imagine 
the size of your plate, but you found it not robbery to come on and just impart some wisdom in us today. So I truly do appreciate you for coming on today. Hey, right back at you. Seriously, we talked about how things happen for a reason mm-hmm. and getting connected with you, how, you know, because sometimes stuff just happens randomly. Yeah, and it was literally one of the best things that's happened. So, I mean, I just glad that you're doing what you're doing, because as we said, with everything going on, this is very, very much needed. And not just for me, but for everybody, hopefully listening. And it's just, this is what we need. We need more of this, mm-hmm. more of positivity, more of more of just talking about faithfulness and just talking about the direction you need to go. So appreciate what you're doing too, because it's fantastic. I appreciate that, man. Do you mind giving us a prayer before we get out? Absolutely not. Lord, thank you for, just thank you for the opportunity to just speak about you. Um, thank you for the opportunity that, that Coach Chelsea has given, not just me, but just everybody that is, that she's hurting, like, like the shepherd. Uh, thank you for just allowing us to have space to where this is okay to talk about everything we need to talk about because it's more than okay. And we just, we just pray that you can continue to just oversee and just everything that Chelsea's doing with this amazing podcast. And just, we pray that it just keeps continuing, touching more and more people to bring them closer to you, which is obviously what we're trying to accomplish. And we just pray, pray on you and thank you again. Just grateful for this opportunity and just, again, just continue to, to pray and continue to bless everybody that is listening currently uh, through struggles and just get people through any adversity they may be facing. And we just want to make sure that everybody's eyes are towards you. And thank you. In these name we pray. Amen. Amen, man. Yes. And my favorite line of the podcast, servant leader, Cal Rouse, you are now a part of the servant leader family. Got it. Love it. <laughs> Love it. It's Add my favorite my line, resume. man. That's it. Seriously. <laughs> I laugh. I tell people I said, I need to get y'all one of your, one of those little gold platinum logos to plan on there. But honestly, man, it, it, it truly is one of those things where each time that I say that I truly just see God lining up his front line and saying, hey, y'all already yep. know what the task is at hand. Let's get it, you know? Let's go. And yep. so I'm I'm so thankful for it, man. I thank you again for today. I thank everybody for listening. If there's somebody out there who listen now or will listen later and you truly want to know more about this, you know, God that can, this God that will, and this God that, you know, even if he doesn't, right? But if not, some of us are in those but if not moments. And we all go there. The whole point, though, is when you find yourself there, do you truly understand that in those but if not moments that he still can and that he's showing you a different way? If you need help knowing about this person, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins, who can give you the joy that's unspeakable, who can help you to get to the green grass that's truly green on the other side, send me an inbox. I'm telling you, Chelsea F. Muir on Facebook the Chelsea F on Twitter. I'm on all socials, the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. This is Cal Rouse. Look him up. He's a great, great follow. But guys, I thank you so much for listening and we're going to see you guys next time.